My name is Erskine Bell, the host of the Black Self-Sabotage Trap podcast. This podcast takes an honest look at why so many Black Americans continue to lag behind all other groups in so many areas. Is this a byproduct of racism? Or is it largely due to the influence of Black culture, Black self-sabotage? Welcome to the first episode of the Black Self-Sabotage Trap Podcast. You might be wondering why that name. It's because most of the issues that we face today in the Black community are self-inflicted. We continuously shoot ourselves in the foot and believe that it is somebody else's fault, or we conclude that we didn't have a choice. And as I looked around, there are not many voices in our community that is willing to tell us the truth. For example, if your child is in the third grade and can't read, it's not the school's fault. It's your fault, the parent. You're not doing your job. If you only make minimum wage, and already receiving government assistance, you can't afford to have another child. Stop having babies that you can't take care of. The government did not get you pregnant. Therefore, the government should not be responsible for taking care of your kids. No one tells us things like this. Somehow it gets sugar-coated, and we go on doing the same stuff. We say we want criminal justice reform while at the same time supporting and promoting a music culture that routinely celebrates gun violence and criminal behavior. Nobody has the courage to say that this does not make sense. We protest and march. Black lives matter. But since the year 2000, black-on-black murder is, if you had to guess, what number would you say? Well, let me tell you, since the year 2000, black people have killed 90,000 other black people. Should black lives not matter to black people? We're the ones doing all the killing, but we're looking elsewhere for a problem. It's irresponsible and illogical to pretend that black-on-black crime is not the real problem. Nobody is willing to tell us the truth. And I do mean nobody. There was a time when the black church was the lighthouse in the community. It helped guide and direct the community. Now the message is, sow your seed, give us the money, and God is going to bless you. All the while, the community is going to hell and the church is planning the pastor's next appreciation day and buying him a new band. The purpose of this podcast is to tell you the naked truth about our issues and discuss common sense measures on how to get out of this mess. No, I'm not a sociologist. I am not a politician. I'm not left-wing or right-wing. I like to think of myself as being common sense. I spent the last 30 years working and serving in the community. By profession, I'm a data scientist. 
I tend to make decisions based on facts, never feelings. For example, most men dread the question when their wives ask them, Am I getting fat? But I have a chart, and every month I write the weight down. And then I plot the numbers month over month. So if the slope is pointing upward, you're gaining weight. If it levels off, you come to a standstill. If it slopes downward, then you're losing weight. I even build a model around it that I can predict based up on historical patterns on what the weight is going to be in the future. So when she asks, I pull out the chart, show it to her. Well, you know, that's baby fat. But no, the baby is 35 years old. You own this now. Just kidding. I always remove feelings from decision making. The approach on this podcast will be the same. We will always use facts to look at problems. We will always take an inward look at things, not what somebody else is doing to us, but what it is that we control. We won't play the blame game. We won't make excuses. We won't pass the buck and kick the can down the road. Today, what is the root cause of our problems? I heard this story of a woman who prayed every week God, give me the strength to clean up the cobwebs of sin in my life. Week after week, she prayed this prayer. Then one day, Somebody prayed, God, simply kill the spider. So, what is the root cause of our problems today? I was reading a book by Nick Pilgrim, Black Culture Matters Why It's Time to Stop Pretending Racism is the Problem. I think he gives a perfect summary as to what the root cause is. He writes, significantly, Blacks are still fighting the same old battles without meaningful advancing because, for the last four plus decades, we have been fixated on the wrong enemy. Racism and white supremacy are not primarily responsible why blacks continue to perform much worse than every other group in America. Black culture is. For this reason, It is time for African Americans to stop bopping to the beat of a played out soundtrack that blames white people for all of our problems. Instead, we must finally open our ears to the truth. We have been our own worst enemies in the post civil rights era because dysfunctional behaviors and mindsets that are prevalent in the black community. Stop us from achieving parity with all other racial groups, not just whites. To change this, black men and women will have to acknowledge that black culture matters rather than always pretending that white supremacy is holding us back. Because black behavior matters, the priority of African Americans should be to change the behavioral patterns. And mindsets in our community that negatively distinguishes us from everyone else. But yet, this has not occurred to date, which explains why blacks continue to trail far behind all other groups academically and economically. 
You see, our enemy is not without. Our enemy is within. The biggest problem that we face is our culture. The biggest problem, we just have to say it, is our culture. It's us. It's not racism. It's not the system. It's not the police. Consider this. From the time period, from the time that our ancestors got out of slavery until 1950, that they accomplished more than we have accomplished since the Civil Rights Movement. In Booker T. Washington's book that he wrote in 1907, The Negro in Business, Booker T. Washington reported that between 1860 and 1900, black home ownership rates grew from nothing to nearly 22%. Additionally, 74.2% of black homeowners completely owned their residences as of 1900 versus only 68% of white families. He wrote, I am unaware that history records such an example of substantial growth in civilization in such a short time. Here is a unique fact that from a penniless population just out of slavery that placed a premium on savings, 300,000, 72, 414 owners of homes have emerged and 255,156 are known to own their homes absolutely free of debt. They did that just being a few years out of slavery. Now compare that to today. Shockingly, the percentage of black American home ownership is lower today in America than when the Fair Housing Act was passed more than 50 years ago, stated President Joe Biden. So what happened to us that we were just moving along, we were working, we were buying homes, and all of a sudden, since the Civil Rights Movement, we practically had done nothing. What happened to us? Consider this. A few decades after they gained their freedom, they founded 106 colleges and universities. People who were slaves have now gone off and found schools. In a short time, they were producing engineers, mathematicians, chemists, doctors. They could stand academically on equal footing with anybody, just a few generations out of slavery. Today, we lag behind everybody. We need special programs just to get into school. We avoid the sciences. We do nothing in technology and math. Research shows that black Americans are underrepresented in high-paying professions. Only 5% of physicians are black, and just 4.5% of software developers are black. What happened to us? How could we go from starting our own colleges and universities, majoring in the sciences and math and things of that nature, today to doing nothing? What happened to us? The 1913 Negro Almanac that marked the 50th anniversary of Emancipation Proclamation, here's what they boasted about our ancestors. No other emancipated people have made so great a progress in such a short time. It elaborated on comparing the progress of free slaves in the United States to those of Russian serfs 
who had been emancipated around the same time. They were emancipated in 1861. Fifty years after being freed, 14 million former serfs had accumulated some $500 million or $36 per capita, and 30% could read and write. But by comparison, after 50 years of freedom, the 10 million Negroes in the United States had accumulated over $700 million worth of property, or about $70 per capita. 70% of them had some education. For a population so large to transform itself from virtually unlettered to more than half literacy in 50 years ranks as an accomplishment seldom witnessed in human history. That's what they wrote about our people in 1913. So what has happened to us? How could we go from doing so well? People were afraid of us, not for the reason they're afraid of us today, but they were afraid of us then because we were moving forward so quickly in society. We had come to a point to where we had our mojo back. We were shredding our stuff We were singing the George Jefferson song. We're moving on up to the east side, to the deluxe apartment in the sky. We finally got our piece of the pie. Fish don't fry in the kitchen. Beans don't burn on the grill. Took a whole lot of trying just to get up that hill. Now we are in the big leagues. Yes, we had it going on. But what happened to us? What happened to us was this. President of the United States, LBJ, in his strategist session in 1963, he said, These Negroes, they're getting pretty uppity these days, and that's a problem for us since they got something now. Now, we've got to do something about this. We've got to give them a little something, just enough to quiet them down, but not enough to make a difference. Now, you know how when you go to the movies that Superman is faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound? But one small piece of kryptonite is enough to stop him dead in his tracks. The black man's kryptonite is free stuff. LBJ's master plan was to give them welfare, to give them a little something. And once they got the welfare, game over. Dependency on the government, waiting for government handouts. In order to qualify, daddy had to be out of the home. The wheels came off the movement. And since that time, we've been sitting on our butts, whining and complaining, waiting on someone to give us something. Now, here's the hard truth. Black people are a hard people. We thrive and prosper in any environment against anybody when we have to fight for our existence. If the government discontinued food stamps, low-income housing, Section 8 housing, and all the other free stuff, we would prosper like our ancestors. So government and other people, please stop helping us. Thanks for tuning in today. 
Remember, we are the masters of our own destinies. If you enjoyed the episode today and would like to be made aware when new episodes are posted, please subscribe on Apple or Google Podcasts. Or you can visit us at blackselfsabotagetrap.com. We would love to hear from you. Send us your comments about our show by using the website contact page to send us an email or clicking on the microphone icon to send us a voice message. Cheers.